Welcome to Revealed in Ephesians, the mystery of who I am in Christ. This is week seven, day two. My name is Brianna, and I am your author and Bible teacher today. Today we are talking about the spiritual offices that Christ set up in um, the body of Christ whenever he ascended into heaven. It says in Ephesians 4, 7 through 16, But to each one of us grace was given to the measure of Christ's gift. So this is very interesting. Um, Well, I'm just going to continue before I comment on that. Therefore, he says, when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. So notice the gifts of God are given by the grace of God. So each of us are measured out different gifts, different callings by the grace of God. And that's going to look different. Now, with Different callings and different measures of grace come greater responsibility. So as you, if anybody is in one of these roles, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, or teacher, these are roles where God will hold you accountable. You are part of the body of Christ, and these people are given authority to comment on Scripture Um, Everyone can comment on scripture, but they're given authority to protect scripture um, in in the way not that the Bible needs protecting, but to protect, maybe I should say, the body of Christ from people who would introduce false doctrines. And it says, in their cunning craftiness and deceitful plotting, um, that they would bring about these winds of doctrine, but speaking the truth in love. So we see that the role of the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher, all of them are to speak the truth in love so that we may grow up in all things into him that is the head, Christ. So our goal as people in these positions of leadership is to help the body of Christ to grow up and to be strengthened and protected. It's just like when you have children When they're still in your house and they're under your roof, you feed them daily. Jesus said to Peter, do you love me? He said it three times. Peter said, yes. He said, feed my sheep. It's very important to God that the the flock, the people of God, the body of Christ are fed. And he does appoint specific people in the body of Christ to do this feeding. Why? So that those people can always stay as infants? No. He doesn't... The role of God, or the role God has for pastors, for example, is not just to lead the church and do all the sermons. So this is who the church pays. Yes, I believe it's scriptural that pastors and teaching elders can be paid. Um, That is very scriptural. It says, do not muzzle the oxes, they tread out the grain. But the goal is to build up others so that they can eventually become teachers. It says in Hebrews, Paul actually... um, kind of tells the Hebrews, kind of chides them and says, by now you should be teachers, but you still need milk because you're not in my word. You're not learning the word and you're not growing in the word. That's what the Lord said through Paul. And so the role of the teacher is to equip more people to become teachers. Does that mean to help them get a college degree? College degrees are helpful. College degrees, you know, that's where you can go and learn about Greek and Hebrew. I believe that is all important. But equip them also practically and in a spirit-filled way because God appoints these roles. 
These roles are not roles that God gives people just because they go to college. Um, Many people can get college degrees for pretty much anything. That does not mean that a person who has a degree has a spiritual calling or even a spiritual equipping or a spiritual gifting or a spiritual power to be in the role that they're in simply because they have a degree. So that's not to put down degrees. It's very important to learn God's word, to be taught God's word, um, to be challenged theologically, to grow in Christ. Um, But it's very important in addition, in addition to going to school and learning your Greek and learning your Hebrew and learning God's word and pouring yourself into it is to learn to be filled with the spirit and to learn how to pour yourself out in ministry because ministry is not just about what you know. It's about who you know, and it's about being a servant like Jesus. It's about being a servant. And it's a big job to equip people and to teach them for them to grow in Christ. Did you know the Apostle Paul, after his conversion experience, we do not see him actually teaching in an apostle role for 14 years. So even though he saw Jesus, even though the Apostle Paul probably knew the scriptures of the Old Testament better than any seminary graduate out of any seminary in the world right now, he spent 14 years learning and seeking the Lord and growing and sitting under teaching of other people. So we have to remember this, that that um, not to take the roles of leadership lightly. So we already have learned about apostles. Evangelists are people um, who are spiritually gifted to lead people to Christ. Now, every single believer is called to share the gospel. In fact, when the early church was persecuted and they scattered all across the world, um, when they were persecuted in Jerusalem, then the church of Jesus Christ exploded all across Europe and Asia because when people, just individual, little, you know, Joseph and Mary's (laughs) Jewish families took the gospel with them when they were persecuted and they shared Jesus wherever they went. So this role of evangelist does not mean that your average everyday person is exempt from sharing Christ. The average everyday person should be a light for Jesus Christ. Um, Because if you have a testimony, if God has brought you through a test and given you a testimony, testimony, if God has brought you through a mess and given you a message, it's to share. So if God has healed your life, if he's healed you physically, if he's brought you out of sin, if you've been saved by Jesus Christ, you should be sharing it. It's it's just how it is. But an evangelist is somebody who has a special anointing from God that when they speak, the Holy Spirit falls in such a way that many are saved. We saw this in, in the late Billy Graham, who is... Um, was an incredible evangelist. Stadiums of people would come to Christ. Many people came to Christ. Greg Laurie, Greg Steer, there's many men of God and women out there who are evangelists who can lead large amounts of people to God. But they don't just, I love Greg Steer's ministry. He doesn't just lead people to Christ himself. He equips people to lead people to Christ. And so it's truly the role of evangelist in that. A prophet. So prophet is... 
Um, maybe an area that people are a little unsure of. Some churches talk about prophets more than others. Um, but when you think about a prophet, there are plenty of scriptures in this day of study that will give you more insight into what a prophet is. There are people in the office of prophet, and this is different than the spiritual gift of prophecy. Because as you can see, if you study in Acts, every time the Holy Spirit would baptize people, um, they would speak in tongues and they would prophesy. So prophesy does not mean tell the future necessarily. To prophesy can mean to um, speak to the word of the Lord, um, to worship God and to give glory to his name. Um, something prophetic is not just like uh, when we think of a fortune teller. It's not like this is going to happen to you tomorrow. You know, if people, you should not go to fortune tellers. It's It, it can be very uh, demonic. But you go to a fortune teller, you want that person to tell you, who am I going to marry? When am I going to die? How many kids am I going to have? That's not how a prophet of God works. So the, the role and office of a prophet is someone like Elijah. We saw Elijah's role in the Old Testament or Elisha's role. Um, there were many people who had, who God was, had touched and was on to prophesy, and God would lay uh, messages on the hearts of men, and they would have to take them to people. But the role and office of prophet was on Elijah, and Elijah was even over the kind of smaller prophets, and he would deliver messages to the king. So somebody who is in the office of prophet is someone who um, is going to see God and hear from God in ways that your average everyday believer is not going to. And I'm gonna, I, I know some people are probably shaking their head and saying like, that's, I just don't think that's possible. It's not whether or not you think it's possible. It's whether or not it's biblical. And so it is described in scripture as not only possible, but it says in, in scripture, do not despise a prophet. Do not despise prophecy. So it is possible, and I'm not a prophet. Um, God has given me prophetic things to speak over people. Like he'll show me things about people. He'll give me knowledge and how to pray for somebody. He'll maybe, um, and, and, and that will seem a bit prophetic, but it's not, I don't experience God in the way that somebody does who has a prophetic gift. And so should I be jealous for that? I don't know. It says in Corinthians that we are to eagerly desire the greater gifts, and I could pray for that. Um, but God may or may not give me that. So, But it doesn't mean that I should say, like, well, that person can't hear from God that way because that's not how God speaks to me. God speaks to different people in different ways within biblical parameters, and that is important. For example, there are a lot of people out there that are false prophets. A The um, role of a prophet, um, biblically, <laughs> they are required for a hundred percent of their words to come true. If you are a prophet and you give a prophetic, thus saith the Lord, and it doesn't come true, in the Old Testament, 
not currently. We don't do this now, but in the Old Testament, they were, were sorry, excuse me. They were required to stone them. If somebody would say, thus saith the Lord tomorrow, this is going to happen, and it didn't happen, they were required to stone that person for being a false prophet, to speak on behalf of God something that was not from God. So there's a difference from saying, I feel the Lord spoke something to me, to my heart. I believe the Lord is leading me and saying something prophetic, thus saith the Lord um, in the name of the Lord, if this makes sense. Um, it does happen in scripture and it does say in Joel 2.28, and afterwards I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. So we do see that sons and daughters will prophesy in the end times, and we see people will have dreams and visions. And like I said, your average everyday person can receive something prophetic from the Lord, but this is different than the office of prophet. Here's something that is really to have your antenna up. If you, um, first of all, it's dangerous to just get on YouTube and look for things like when is Christ going to come back? Inevitably, you're going to find somebody on YouTube telling you the day and the hour that Jesus is going to come back. And Jesus explicitly said, no one knows the day or the hour of my return, not even me or the angels, only the Father in heaven. So if you see someone that's like, God gave me a dream or God came to me or an angel spoke to me and this huge presence of light filled my room and told me that, you know, in 2020, um, Jesus is going to come back on this day. You just can turn that YouTube channel off because you know it's a false prophet because Jesus said, nobody will know the hour or the day. We have parameters for this. Also, if people say, send me $1,000 and God will give you $10,000 and I will send you a prophetic word. You can't, God doesn't work that way, okay? Don't be deceived. And that's my role as a teacher is to teach you not to be deceived by false prophets, but also not to despise true prophecy because there's a lot of nutcases out there. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of nutcases out there and then people get jaded because of the nutcases, and then they'll despise true prophecy. Um, so it says in Amos 3, 7, Surely the Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. So even now, nowadays, I do believe that God speaks to people who have prophetic gifts and warns them of things to come so they can warn people. That's what he did with Isaiah. That's what he did with Jeremiah. And guess what? God did not give Isaiah a word that came true the next day. He gave Isaiah a word about the destruction of Jerusalem that did not come true until the time of Jeremiah. And so people may have mocked Isaiah and said, it didn't come true. It didn't come true yet. But it doesn't mean that it wasn't true. Isaiah was not date setting. He did not say tomorrow this is going to happen, but the Lord did tell him things. And he did have um, truth that came to pass. So you can look up more on this. I gave you lots of scripture on prophecy in week seven, day two. So um, 
We will be learning more about this week seven, day three. We'll come up tomorrow. So tune back in tomorrow as we learn about the offices in the body of Christ.